Meanwhile in the pod cave. It's a very special opening. It's the uh it's the steel uh the steel drum. <laughs> And welcome back to a very special edition of the Podman with our new open uh, played by our uh, our Caribbean steel drums in honor of, of course, uh, the sound of metal. I'm Brad. I'm Brian. (laughs) Podman Ron hasn't quite got his order in yet. Let's just wait. Podman Ron and his barista. Sorry, guys. And that'll do it. That'll do it. Get us something. Yeah, I'm like a. Uh, it's a. It's a, it's a cream, five splendors. Five splendors. Just a touch of cream, though. I mean, we could start. We, we could start the podcast over, so sorry, but I, I no, I think this is perfect. Yeah, no, we're we're rolling here, Podman Ron. So we all heard about the five splendors. I'm Podman Ron. <laughs> Is he even near the phone? <laughs> He's putting it on his cup, on his mug, or his uh, Starbucks cup. <laughs> yeah, just call me Sorry. PMR. <laughs> just call me PMR. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> are you near a microphone at all? Because I'm not. Can I'm not hear, so sure you can are. You hear me? Yes, we've been recording. Me? Yeah, we're recording. You're on, bud. Sorry. Yeah. All right. I'm good. I'm good. All right, you got your coffee and you're ready to go with this podcast. Well, no, I'm waiting on. I'm waiting on them right now. So. Oh, okay, but well, it's, the extra splendors must have uh, thrown them off a little bit. Uh, anyway, I'm Brad. I'm Brian. Podman Ron. There we go. Okay, I just wanted to get in there. Uh, no, and I'm Steve. And, and Steve the is Steve the barista is there, uh, replacing Absolute Alex. Unfortunately for tonight, as Absolute Alex has uh, prior commitments. I think he may be watching Zack Snyder's Justice League <laughs> Justice is Gray Edition uh, for the third time uh, since it was released uh, today. So uh, yeah, good for Absolute Alex and sticking to it. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. Wow. Uh, uh, Podman Ron, do you have your coffee yet? I do. I'm ready to go. All right. You're ready to go. Well, let's hit it with the news. And lots of movie news in the news today. Uh, starting off with a couple of theatrical-ish announcements. Uh, Black Widow is going to be coming to Disney Plus Premier Access, uh, tentatively set for July 9th. Uh, that date has been pushed back uh, for the theatrical release several times, so we'll see if uh, it sticks to July 9th. Uh, Brian, are you willing to pay a little bit extra to see uh, Black Widow at home? Yeah, I'll pay for Black Widow at home. And I'm pretty sure now that they finally concede and say it's going to be simultaneously released on Disney Plus and the movie theater. There's no reason they'll they'll push it back now. So July 9th, unfortunately, uh, we're breaking the whole uh, uh, the May release date thing for Marvel. I mean, is this, this I think this is the first year they haven't had a May release uh, to kind of coincide with Free Comic Book Day since uh, oh. last the Tobey Maguire Spider Man movies, right? Well, probably last year because there was no 2020 May. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. So, 
So but now that the tradition's been broke, done. Don't All right, be, and Podman Ron, would you, would you see uh, Black Widow in the theater or stay at home and watch it? I will see the theater because wow. not be, not because I don't mind paying the thirty dollars, but I although I do mind paying the thirty dollars because I do do a monthly subscription to Disney, but. But I just want the theater experience. You know, I miss movies. I miss going to the theater. I prefer to watch it at a theater. So I will, uh, I will journey to the theater and enjoy uh, Black Widow there. Wow, excellent. I, I, uh, I don't know. I don't know. For me, I don't. Thirty bucks is a little steep for one person watching the movie. Uh, for me, yeah, so I don't, I don't think here. anybody else in my household would want to watch it. Right. Um, so here. yeah, so probably the theater would be the way to go. Well, and for me, I've got it yeah. would be five. You're so saving money. Thirty Actually, bucks sounds like yeah, a steal. Yeah. yeah, that's cheaper for you. That's great. Well, Brad, me and you will go see it. Brad, yeah. we, we, we can have a, a Podman date. Uh, a, a guy's night out on July 9th. Looking forward to it. Get your we'll coffee ready. Right on the calendar, man. I, there you go. I think Disney has finally conceded that Black Widow, a Black Widow prequel movie, is not what's going to send everybody in droves back to theaters. <laughs> <laughs> I think they finally just uh, tapped out. So, But you know what? I'll be honest with you. I... No offense to Warner Brothers, but I like this model better that, you know, if you really want to sit at home, you got to pay the extra to sit at home, you know, and, and if you, and so we'll see, we'll see how much money is made on this. I, I just, yeah, but as a, uh, I just worry, I, I'm, I'm happy that the other news <laughs> also is that Warner Brothers is, uh, Podman Ron's moving on. This is a one-year-only thing with Warner Brothers. You yeah. know that they're going to start going back to the theaters next year. So, well, they're already yeah. here's the thing: they're already in theaters. So, like, Call Godzilla, which comes out next week, is going to be on Max included and at the theater. So, you could still go to the theater if you wanted to see this movie. So, you're just saying you enjoy the privilege of paying thirty dollars <laughs> to see it at home? No, I think that's what he said. That's what she said. He said, I like this model better. So the, the Where you pay I more. Don't want to pay it, but no, I like the model better because it forces people to actually have to pay money to see it. And, <laughs> you're, oh you're a studio executive in the making Man, right here. He, yeah. yeah. He, I like the I model where the people have to pay I, more. Honestly, I just don't want theaters to close down. That's what I'm looking at. I don't want any theaters ah, to close down. Okay. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. So, so, so the Disney the model man. where you're forced to pay more, if you're somebody like you or I, where, where you're saying, well, fuck, I ain't going to pay that. I'd rather pay my $7 and go see a, a you know, movie at 4 o'clock in the afternoon or something. That, right. that, that Okay. So it forces you into the theater. That's, that's a Podman Ron logic right there. I can't dispute it. Yeah. It's, uh, he's really worried about these uh, Warner Brothers execs. <laughs> So, <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, if uh, if a panhandler walked up to his car, he'd probably turn on the windshield wipers and, the, and throw and his hot coffee them. at him. <laughs> throw his hot coffee at him. Get out of here. Who are you? Well, <coughs> Podman Ron, you were about to say about Warner Brothers returning to movie the the movie theaters next year. Yeah, that's what I heard. Uh, that starting uh, January, all the movies next year will be in uh, theaters. 
Where'd you hear that from? <laughs> from his fellow executives. His fellow we studio executives. What? What? What source? <laughs> what source uh, did you hear that from? I don't know. Did y'all already say this? No, no, not at all. No, it's uh, okay. no. funny. It's just the, funny. The, the word around the water cooler is. <laughs> yeah, from what I hear, well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, there's plenty of time before 2022. Uh, if if a new variant of COVID shuts down the world, then we'll all be watching, uh, you know, whatever, Captain America or Captain Marvel 2 at home, I guess. I don't know. Or maybe there we won't go. be watching it. I mean, maybe again. And we'll talk about this when we talk about uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, they, we'll continue the debate just in, again, we've we noted that Absolute Alex is missing from tonight's podcast. So we'll continue the Zack Snyder's Justice League debate uh, after Brian has had a full two weeks then to actually mull over uh, this this magnificent piece of cinema, as Absolute Alex would say. Uh, you know, you think about some of the Marvel releases coming out. So we've got, uh, again, whether it's this year or next year, we have Shang-Chi, Shang-Chi. Is that on the docket? Shang- Captain Marvel 2? Yep. And Black Panther 2? Or is that... I don't think we're getting Black Panther 2. I mean, they haven't even started. They haven't? Okay. It's, it's and like Doctor Strange, when is Doctor Strange? Is it next year Doctor or Doctor Strange after? is next year, yeah. Okay. And Doctor Strange is next year. So this year we've got Black Widow still. We've got... Uh, Inhumans and Eternals. There's a third. Are they no, doing an Inhuman based on the Inhumans TV show, the hit TV uh, show? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Might as well. So, but yeah, and the next and that's what's weird is like next year they're still kind of. I mean, we don't really start getting ramped back up with Phase Four until Doctor Strange. Yeah, so we're right? no one really needs to see a Marvel movie until Doctor Strange is what you're saying. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's, yeah, that's save the thirty bucks or the seven dollars, and uh, you know, stay at home. Just stay at spend home. Spend some time with your family. Yeah, or support the uh, movie industry and just go see whatever you want to with Podman Ron. There you go. There you go. Exactly. Uh, what else we got? We got some casting news. Uh, talking about Zack Snyder's Justice League, The Flash. Ron Livingston has replaced uh, Billy Crudup, 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 Billy Crudup, Crudup, as Mr. Allen, what's his his first name, Barry Allen's dad? Uh, Henry Allen. Henry Allen. Uh, And and you were saying, Brian, that maybe that's a a little bit of a, a lesser star. That's a little weird. Yeah, it's a little weird going from like Billy Crudup, who's kind of like a uh, um, a uh, what do you call it? A, um, a rich man's Ron actor. Livingston. Yeah, rich man's Ron Livingston. He's he's like a method actor. He's in a ton of stuff. Uh, he was Doctor Manhattan in The Watchmen, right? Uh, but somehow, uh, I guess the guy from Office Space uh, <laughs> can fill those boots. So very Which, weird. Yeah. Hey, uh, the guy from Office Space did an admirable job there. I think right. He'll yeah. do just fine as, you know, 10 minutes of for screen the, time. Yeah, for the, well, I doubt it'll be 10. It's probably going to be like four. He's so, still in jail. But they had said, you know, last week that uh, they had cast uh, Nora Allen um, and that maybe uh, Flash's dad wouldn't be in the movie at all. 
and then now they came ah. back and said, I guess, this. But I'm sure it's okay. just a bit hard. Again, so. plenty of time for things to change with that, right? Plenty of time. Plenty of time. Also in casting news in the D.C. area, uh, Pierce Brosnan pulling a little uh, double duty. Uh, Pierce Brosnan, we know from Doom Patrol. No. The, oh, wait. No, no. That's No, that's Timothy Hutton. Oh. Timothy Hutton. Wow. As I said that, I was like, no, that, is, that ain't right. Interchangeable. Your bonds Remington Still. You're, you got Remington Still as Dr. Clark. I know. I needed uh, Alex here to uh, correct me on my British actors a, a little bit here. Uh, yeah, I was, I was, Remington Steele, the poor man's James Bond. That's where I was getting mixed up. So, whoa, 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 whoa. He was, he was the poor the man's James Bond. What? He, he was also the James Bond. What? Uh, you're right. Yes, he was. He was. He was. Oh, I, never mind. I, I misheard what you said. I yes. thought you were saying he made a poor man's James Bond. I thought you said he made a poor James Bond. I was going to say, no, he made a great James Bond. We, we are talking uh, about Pierce Brosnan, right? Not uh, the other guy. <laughs> Who are we? Which one are we talking <laughs> about? Timothy Oliphant? We're talking about Pierce Brosnan. No. Timothy Oliphant's Pierce, James Bond? Oh, no. Pierce Brosnan. Wow, you're getting somewhere. Pierce Brosnan played a good James Bond. I liked his James Bond. I thought you said he made a played a poor man's James Bond. No, no, no. I, I guess you were referring to Remington Steele being a poor man. Yes, that's that's who I was referring yes. to. Uh, we got there. We all, of that, there. all of that, all of that, who would have thought that Alex would be the linchpin in keeping things together? Jesus uh, Christ. Am I right? Bro. Am I right? Uh, so no, what do y'all feel about this Dr. Str- Dr. Fate casting news? Do y'all feel like this Pierce is Brosnan is Dr. Everybody seems very. Yeah, everybody seems very excited about it, but, I mean, I guess he's going to play... An old, wise Dr. Fate. Yeah, he's playing Ken sure. Nelson. He's playing Ken, Ken Nelson, Nelson, Dr. Fate. But Ken Nelson was always young, was he not? No. Okay. No, he was right. part of the JSA. So, you know, when they when they disappeared and came back uh, during the Jeff John stuff and, and James right. Robinson stuff, yeah, he was like in his 50s when he came back. So um, it is interesting to me that they picked – um, they're picking more diverse casting for other characters, and actually, Doctor Fate, the current Doctor Fate, is um, Middle Eastern, but they went with Ken <coughs> Nelson, Doctor Fate. So it, it's kind of it, it's kind of interesting, you know, that that that's where they kind of like planted the flag because that right. would have been an easier one to do a diverse casting on because the current Doctor Fate is. <laughs> Well, don't so, you think that it's going to be like Dr. Fate is in the comic book? If that's the case, he's just going to pass the torch. I mean, he's an old guy right now, so he'll probably pass well, that's Probably, yeah, sets it up. Middle for, Eastern yeah. person. Especially, yeah. I mean, you know, since Black Adam is kind of Middle Eastern, it looks like. Was he not? I mean, isn't that Or Samoan, Black yeah. Adam? Or Samoan. Well, yeah, either one. Either one's <laughs> fine. The Rock, you know what? The Rock's going to do his thing. Just let him do his thing. He'll be fine. Has anybody watched any further adventures? The further adventures of Young Rock, by the way. Yes, it's very good. You're, you're still with I, it, Brian. I am still with I, it. All right. Actually, I'm intrigued by it. I, I want to give it a try, and I will when I get more time. But I, every time I see a clip or something from it, it looks like it would be entertaining. So yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna try it. I've yet to watch it, so well, well maybe one day. It's one pretty day. good, and, and I uh, I like the wrestlings. So you love, uh, your, you love your wrestlings. It kind I mean, of it's a win. spot for me. Yeah, it's win-win for Brian. I mean, it's, it's got, win-win. Yeah, best of both worlds for him. 
speaking of uh, best of both worlds, we have uh, HBO Max announced a what we, what we do in the shadows, the the oh, vampire yes. world. It's, but it's it's not a it's a, it's a little bit of a, a twist on it, right? It looks like it's they're going to be vampire hunters. Maybe I'm not sure. Yeah. So in what we do in the shadows, there was I guess a scene. I'm, I'm trying to recall it with where police officers like uh, were investigating, I guess one of the one of the corpses or something. Like, and so in New Zealand, they spun that off into a sitcom. Mm, okay, and it's produced by Jermaine Clement and uh, and uh, Taita uh, Takawatiti. So, but it's a spinoff, and it's all I guess it's almost like X Files kind of, but it's these New Zealand police officers. And uh, there was a bidding war for it, and now it's uh, they've already filmed three seasons of it. It's going to air on the CW and HBO Max. So it's interesting the fact that it's going to be on CW one day and HBO Max the next day, but also the fact that they're buying content from a New Zealand sitcom to air to re-air on a na- on a US ne- a US network. So. It's a crazy world we live in nowadays. But uh, what we do in the shadows is fantastic. Like the the TV, the movie's good. The TV show's great. Uh, Podman Ron, did did uh, Brian ever convince you to watch the TV show? I tried. Or the movie? I tried to watch the I tried to watch the TV show, and I just couldn't get into it. I don't know how you can't get into it. Laszlo's fantastic. Brad, have you watched it? Yeah, no, I I love it. I love so it. But good. you know, this this could turn into another Zack Snyder argument here. Brian, you're saying That's it's true. fantastic, and Ron, you're saying it's not. I can't do it. So maybe we'll have that great geek debate. We, we've got a maybe lot of so. great geek debates coming up. I think soon. We gotta we gotta schedule those out. Uh, speaking of debates, uh, it looks like the creator of John Wick had some debates with uh, uh, the the studio execs, and he is out of John Wick four and five. Well, yeah, that's really weird. Who's out of John? Who's who's out? The writer, director, creator. Yeah. Everybody except for Keanu Reeves is out. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, the guy that basically brought John Wick to film uh, is gone. Like he's the guy that wrote the, the first two films, and I think he directed them. Yeah, he's he's walked away. So so John Wick four and five are they're gonna have to get a new. Uh, you know, producer, Every, knew everything. everything. Yeah, I like the Which, first one, but the other two, yeah, I tried to, I, you know, three went way over the top for me, I think. Two over the top. I, feel, uh, I still enjoy them. I mean, if, if you think on a scale of uh, John Wick to Fast and the Furious, it's uh, it's not over the top. Right, when right. you think of it in that context. But, uh, but yeah, I can see what you're saying. It is... They're very good, and what's wild is they're so successful on such tiny budgets. How the hell does the studio screw that up? If this guy wants to keep doing them, let him keep doing them. Let Leave him, him alone. They yeah, make a ton right. of money, and they cost nothing to make. So, I don't know, Podman yeah, Ron. You're a fan of uh, John Wick. I am a fan of a John Wick. It's it's a very good movie. All right, there you have it. Any other news, uh, Brian? You, <laughs> you had a few other uh, tidbits well, right before the show. Uh, we've got. Uh, uh, well, we kind of hit on it. Well, oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say Suicide Squad's coming out. Uh, we'll we'll review the trailer next week. I assume. 
Uh, yeah, and maybe Suicide Squad trailer tomorrow. Uh, oh, really? Nice. <laughs> yeah. I uh, there's uh, let's see. There was something else I was going to mention. Let me scroll back through real quick. Star Last Starfighters. Oh, Last Starfighters. Yeah. yeah. So apparently today they announced. Uh, you know they've had Last Starfighters in development. Um, and so I guess kind of like the whole. Uh, crowdfunding mentality released the Deadpool trailer, right? Um, when the movie kind of got canceled, right? Uh, uh, <laughs> they've released a sizzle reel of the concept art, and man, I loved Last Starfighter as a kid, and the idea that like going back to that universe, or and and honestly, it would be like a you know an update today, but it's called Last Starfighters is what they're shooting for, mm-hmm. and it would be like a team of kids uh, piloting. Uh, Starships. And the concept art looks fantastic. So, but yeah, that was today. If you haven't watched The Last Starfighter, I would highly recommend that film. Have you, uh, have you watched it recently? Does it hold up? Yeah, we watched it about a year and a half ago. It, okay. it holds up pretty well. Right. I mean, it's uh, in that same vein of if you can watch Tron and enjoy it, you know, it's in that same sort of vein. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's, it's, it's a early 80s piece. So so it's 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 an eighties action movie before Spielberg blew up. If that makes sense. You yeah. Because after that all the action movies and that sort of thing all ended up kind of having that Spielberg feel. So this is that pre Spielberg action type movie. It's it's good. It's really, really good. I uh, I enjoy it a lot. Um but yeah, and I would love to see a sequel. That'd be fantastic. Why not? A lot more more star more last starfighters to fight with. I remember, I remember I liked their ships, but that was uh, early days of computer-generated ships and stuff like that, right? Yeah. 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 Do, you, do you remember it, having a recollection of Last Starfighter, PMR? Uh, very little. Well, to my uh, recollection, I really didn't care for the movie. Wow. I, I, oh, wow. Yeah, I think there's there's a handful of movies, Brad, and you can probably speak to this, too, that were on HBO like during the summer the time. on ro- on rotation. <laughs> you know what I mean? And Last Star- Starfighter was one of those. And so I think that may also kind of make a, like a special place in my heart, and, the fact that I've probably what? seen that, it 30 times in my lifetime. And that makes sense because I didn't have HBO. I was poor doing it, so I didn't have HBO. So, I, I mean, you know, I think I remember seeing Last Starfighter one time at the movie theater and just kind of, meh. Meh. What were your... You said to, you said you'd swear you'd never go into a movie theater again. You know, it's, well, it's kind of funny though. I mean, if you think about it, back back in those days, you went and saw a movie, and you know there was no streaming service. Really, VCRs and all that was brand new. So, I mean, you really didn't go rent too much in the early '80s, mid '80s. So, you know, if you saw the movie once and you really liked it, you may rent it again. But if you were like meh to it, <laughs> that was it. Yeah. That's, One and done. There's a lot of the movies like that, so maybe I should rewatch it again. Maybe I would like it. Give know, it a shot. Yeah. I think you'd enjoy it. You can do a retro review on it. I may do a retro review on it. There you go. Very good. Uh, well, uh, we have a uh, sadly a couple of people that are not going to be. Well, can I can we oh. share one more uh, <laughs> yes, please. piece of news? Yes, because we kind of hit on it a little bit, but we didn't really go into it. The return of Raylan Givens, Timothy Elephant. Didn't we talk about that last week? 
No. No, it was all Justice oh. League last week. Yes. This yeah, is where I, I mute right. my mic. I, I have no dog in this fight right here. Oh, oh. my God, man. This, uh, the producer of Justified, Graham Yost, I believe Graham it is. Graham Yost, yep. And, and the talk is Timothy Olsen is on board with it, are going to adapt another of, uh, what's his name, Elmore? Elmore Leonard. <laughs> yeah, one of his novels. That guy. Um, and it's going to put Raylan Givens in Detroit. And uh, I'm a huge fan of Justified. I mean, it's like probably my favorite all-time TV show ever. Um, and I, this is like incredible news. It's fantastic. This this character is a fantastic character played to perfection by uh, Timothy Olsen. So uh, great news. I, I've yet to meet anybody who has watched Justified and not like it. Wow. Yeah, I, Jeff Spence, fantastic. I may have to watch it one day. Put it on the list. Uh, that yeah, should be on top of the list. Apparently, uh, there was four uh, novels that fe- that uh, featured Raylan Givens. So, and they're, uh, uh, this one, yeah, is set in Detroit. So. Well, ironically, here's what I learned about this novel. It's not with Raylan Givens. Um, it's by Elmer Leonard. But it's got a whole different lead character. But they've decided they like the story, and they're going to use Raylan Givens as the main lead. In. So they're doing a little tweaking of the story. So, so and, and that's Til- Timothy's Oliphant's character, this Raylan Givens. Right. Okay. Raylan Givens. Raylan Givens. All right. And I'm telling you, Brad, it, it's it's a fantastic show. It, it's it's got a, the best show a, ever. Sorry, it's got a cool hook. The first ten me- the first ten minutes of the first episode, um, because he's this this Kentucky. He grew up in Kentucky, and he's a U.S. Marshal, and he's working for the Marshal Service in Miami. And like, he walks up to this drug dealer and tells him, "I told you you had twenty four hours to get out of town, or I was going to shoot you." So it's it's re- it's like the old like an old western. The way they set up that first scene, um, it's. It's fantastic. Like that first that first scene hooked me wow. for the whole well, series. Yeah, the, it's not. It's that. It's like a modern day western, and this the character. I mean, the joke. There's great jokes in it. Uh, I mean, the supporting characters are fantastic. Yeah, su- the supporting characters. Everything about this show. There is there is not one problem with the show. You need to watch this show. It was fantastic. Played by a, a, the, one of the most handsome men in Hollywood. No denying that. Damn Skippy. And it's got Walton Goggins in it, which is he's, uh, he's fantastic. I mean, they're they're literally Lex Luthor and Superman, Batman and the Joker. They're like, you know, enemies, and uh, it's great. It is. But they were also... They're right. enemies, but they also have so much history together. They they kind of ping pong between like uh, helping each other out to trying to right. each other. Yeah, they were they were friends growing up, but you know, one went on the side of right, and the other one stayed on the side of wrong. And uh, so now it's it, it's it is an amazing TV show. So you need to give it a shot. And All I am right. very excited that they're actually going to come out with another series 
So that's to me that's the best, the biggest and best news I've heard all freaking year. So. Brad, before we jump into our in memoriam, <laughs> yes, we do have something to celebrate. What? And I didn't realize he was this old, but uh, uh the shat. Oh, that's 90. right. Ninety <laughs> years old. this week. That's insane. That is insane, and I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm happy for him, but I'm also sad because I know it's like any day I'm waiting for that news, that news to come out. Yeah, because wasn't be. Adam West? Adam West wasn't ninety, wasn't he? Like eighty-seven. Yeah, he was like eighty-six, eighty-seven. He was right up there, with, up there, but. It's going to be just like, oh, hell, Leonard Nimoy. I mean, out of the blue, Leonard Nimoy's gone. Well, hell, look at these <laughs> well, two. Well, I don't know are, about out of the blue. But <laughs> look, at these, look at these two that we're about to do a memorial on. I mean. I know. I mean, what the hell? They just, One of these hurts. One of these hurts more than I thought it would. So. Neither one of them hurt, but. <laughs> <laughs> And at least two people were hurt by it. <clears throat> and that would be uh, George Seagal. Siegel. Siegel. Siegel Seagal. And uh, Jessica Walter. Not plural. Jessica Walter. Walter. Uh, George Siegel. Se- where, where do we know him from? Other than the Goldbergs. Just, just shoot me. Okay. Uh, I remember. Wow. Long running, yeah. Long running sitcom. He was in a ton of movies in the 80s and 90s. Oh, and the 70s. But uh, but yeah, George Siegel, um, most recently from uh, from that from uh, the Goldbergs. That's that's not a really a bad show. I mean, it's corny, but yeah, it's it's worth a watch every once in a while. It's kind of fun to watch. <laughs> all right. um, that's yeah. all they were going for. <laughs> but you know, now that you know Pops is dead, that's kind of it's going to be a bummer. That's, no that's like Look that Pops, uh, mom and pops are dead. The the pops from the Goldberg and uh, the mom from uh, Arrested Development. Yeah, what the hell, man? Was she sick or what? I mean, I don't know. We got really right, old. Here, here's George Siegel, real quick for you. He was in uh, Look Who's Talking. That's what I was about to say. He was Kirstie Alley's uh, man before uh, John Travolta stepped in, right? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Hmm. He was in Fun with Dick and Jane. Okay, going back. Uh, he was in. I don't think. Anything else we would have heard of? Not a lot. Not a lot. All right. Yeah, but but I mean, he was a huge. You know, he was a huge comedy. I mean, character actor, and he's been in a shitload of stuff over the years. I mean, he he had a very big resume. So he will be missed. And I did like I did like him in Just Shoot Me. I mean, Just Shoot Me. That was a he was good in that. I haven't thought about Just Shoot Me in a long time, but yeah, uh, Jessica Walter. Everybody knows her from Arrested Development. She was in a ton of things in the the seventies and eighties, uh, I think, and then just kind of uh, disappeared until uh, she came back as a, a lovable mother in Arrested Development. Um, so what right. was her Marvel? Y'all know her Marvel connection. Well, I know she's in Cap Winter, or Falcon Winter Soldier. She is? She was? She's supposed to be, yeah. Okay. Uh, I didn't see her in I there. But What's no, her Marvel a... connection? No, she. Yeah. I think she's in an episode coming up. Oh, no. Her, correct me if I'm wrong, IMDB it, but wasn't she Morgan LeFay in the Doctor Strange TV oh, show? Oh, may have 70s? been. Wow. 
Oh, hang on. Hey, that probably it sounds like something she would play, right? It does sound like I, something she would play. I honestly believe that is true. That is a true piece of trivia. All right, that's some good Podman Run trivia right there. Ah, there you go, man. I never forget. I may forget where I put my keys, but I don't forget. <laughs> uh, so she again, she kind of reinvented herself in Arrested Development. Everybody loved at least three seasons of Arrested Development. Did Did you guys ever finish watching all of the new Netflix seasons? I know I did. I did. You did? I did. It was, it was disappointing. It was sad. Yeah. I never... I think I finished watching the... Uh, was it the fourth one that they didn't and they, they got, I forgot, they kind of recut it because everybody hated the, the individual siloed episodes a little bit and then they mixed yeah, them they back together. It. Yeah, they mixed them all together. Yeah. So I'll I, I'm watching damned. that. Is Podman Ron right? played Morgan Le Fay wow. in the 1978 oh. Doctor Strange TV show. Oh, that's right. Oh, look at that shit. Or movie, Doctor Strange TV movie. Yep. Wow. You yep. Don't, don't fuck with Podman Ron's trivia. He knows. I know my useless trivia. Yeah, she was fantastic, and uh, uh, we used fantastic a lot. She was very good in Arrested Development. Uh, and, and may I? And I may, can I say something else? Please. I just looking through IMDb. She played Eva Eve Gallo in Just Shoot Me. So oh, wow. Eve Gallo is the ex-wife yeah. of Jack Gallo, uh, that which sounds was awfully played familiar. by yeah. George George wow. Seagull. There's some sort of uh, just shoot me, uh, and they wow. both died by gunshot, right? David Spade better watch out. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, dangerous. now that's creepy. That's very dangerous. That is, that is some creepy trivia right there. Wow. All right. right. Well, yeah. hey, it took us uh, thirty minutes to get there, but this podcast finally turned interesting. We finally, <laughs> we finally... What, do thir- what do you mean thirty minutes? It took us three months to get here. <laughs> All right. So yeah. So we'll miss both of those. Uh, Just shoot me, alumni, and look out for uh, David Spade and uh, I can't think of anybody else's names that that were on there. But uh, I'm sure Laura, Ch- Laura Giacomo Laura. or something like that. Laura, yeah, Laura Giacomo or something. And they did, uh, oh, what's his name? Oh, man, now I can't the remember. The bald guy from uh, the bald guy. Galaxy Quest, yeah. Ernesto Hector, or something. Hector, Hector. Ernesto, hell, I don't know. Yeah. It's one of those things where it's just easier to uh, guess about it for a good you know, 30, 40 seconds instead of looking it up. <laughs> and give up. Yeah. yeah, and then just give up. All right, well, you know what? We have Enrico. Enrico. Enrico uh, Suave. Colin, Colin Tony. Enrico Colantoni. Yep, he will there be missed. Go. All right, let's. Uh, you know what? We've got a lot of stuff other to talk about other than the Just Shoot Me cast. So let's uh, let's go ahead and go to movies. Uh, and because, as Podman Ron likes to know, no one's going to the theaters. Uh, we're staying home and we're watching streaming services. And this week, you had an assignment there, Podman Ron, to watch... (laughs) I did have an assignment. The Sound of Metal, a, uh, a, 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 I don't know, not Oscar-nominated, but maybe Golden Globe-nominated movie. Um, A very... The the critics love it, and... uh, Tell us what you think about it. Give us us a synopsis of the movie, first of all. It's on Amazon Prime. uh, Yep. 
right? Uh, director is Darius Martyr. Stars uh, Riz Ahmed and Olivia Cook. And, uh, no, I'm very conflicted on this movie, to be honest with you. All right, you may, you may have to move a little bit closer to the microphone as your conflict builds. Uh, can you hear me? Yes. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm con- conflicted. It, it wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't my type of movie. Like, okay, it's boring at parts. It's like <laughs> you know, they kind of kind of sit there and they kind of do these long. Well, g- give us a Shots synopsis where, of what it's about. Tell us, uh, give us a okay. few sentences. Well, okay. What it's about, it's a rock and roll guy. He's a small town rocker. Uh, he's like the drummer of a rock band that's the singer, the lead singer is his girlfriend. It's a heavy metal band. And they, uh, they go for these little small venue tours and it's him and her in this RV and they go from town to town. And all of a sudden, he starts losing his, he's got this condition where he starts losing his hearing. He can't hear. Um, he kind of freaks out. And this is where it kind of went weird with me. Not weird, but like, I don't know if I just kind of tuned something out, but evidently he also had a drug <laughs> oh, problem. But they really, that honestly, I mean, I don't know if, they never really showed it, or if they did, I just missed it. And if I missed it and I blinked, then they must have not really showed it much. But he also, he's hooked on heroin. Um, so his girlfriend convinces him to go into this group home that is for people who have lost their hearing but have a are trying to recover uh, from an addiction. So whether it's alcohol or you know, all these other, other drugs and stuff. He's in this group home. Um, and he's also, he's learning sign language. He's learning stuff about being deaf, but the whole time he is dead set on getting, you know, they've told him, Hey, you had $40,000. You could get, get an implant that would fix all this. So the whole time he's like really wanting to do that. Um, so anyway, he starts teaching, helping with kids and stuff. And it's not, you know, same old trope that he he starts fitting into the community. But, you know, his love of music is what he wants. So. Yeah, good Lord. Podman Ron, murder. what's going on out there? <laughs> I don't know. Laughing at you? I don't know. But anyway, long story short, the girlfriend, you know, she leaves because she's going to do her own thing while he's recovering and, you know, trying to do this. He decides that he can't take any more. He, he sells the RV and gets enough money to get the operation. And he does the operation. And it's probably, probably a year has gone by since she left. And he, he hooks back up with her. And her life has gone on. I mean, like, you know, she's kind of not the same. They've kind of grown. And, you know, and then he's kind of realized that, you know what, I'm not the same either. You know, I I don't like these implants. They don't sound right. And uh, I don't want to ruin the ending, but it's just kind kind of a realization that, you know, you have dreams, but you kind of sometimes life throws you a curveball and you've got to change your 
change your dreams, you know. And, and that's that's what we've always said about you and the podcast dream you've had. I know. We've tried to talk I you mean, out of it for years. Trying to talk me out of it. So that's where I'm conflicted. I mean, it was a nice story. It had it was this this actor is fantastic. I mean, he really is. I, he's very charismatic. He, he's a great. He's really a good actor. I know why he got the Academy Award, but it's just. It's a story that's it's an hour, a little over an hour and a half, but to me it could have been told in an hour on a very special blossom or something. I mean, <laughs> good well, God. you kind of had me until I mean, then, Podman Ron. You kind of, uh, but I mean, yeah. but that, see, that's where I'm conflicted. If if it was a better person than me, that's really into cinema, but watching this, they would love it. They'd Say be like, oh my God, Alex? this is great. Yeah, yeah, like Alex. Alex would love this movie. It is the most beautiful movie. He would um, he'd love this movie. Beautiful. But as shallow as I am, and, you know, I lose interest at the a squirrel passing by, you know, it's it's probably not my cup of tea, but I don't want to shit on it because no. I, I think it is a good movie. So, uh, what, what, Give us some ratings here then. I'd give it a four. Wow. Uh, actually, I would. I'd, I'd give this movie a four. Well, that I'm you I know? am thrilled. I'm glad that made up for uh, his house at least. And you know, and and I will say this: this is the streaming thing. As much as you know, it, we we do it as kind of a joke. It kind of made me watch a movie that I would probably never watch. Wow! So there you go. Look at that. I think Boom. we're slowly but surely Boom. we're changing the world here at the Podmen. You think. are. I'm, this you know, is great. Uh, all right, so uh, give it a, a, a four. You said a four. I give it a four, but all like right. you know, Brian would Brian would hate it. Um, Brad, why would I hate it? Oh, come on, please, man. come on. You're more shallow <laughs> than Podman Ron. Yeah, I mean, yeah, come on. Brad, Brad, Brad's artsy, so you know, I think he would sit. He'd enjoy artsy, it. Maybe. Artsy, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. All right. Very good. Well, I'm 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 happy that you enjoyed it, and it. Uh, Opened up a new world for you there of uh, oh, cinema. Yeah. Enjoyed parts of it. Let's just put it that. All right, let's not go let's over. Really, you know, yeah, let's not go over. <laughs> All right, well, very, fair enough. Well, let's. Uh, we do have to replace it. We got to replace it with another Amazon Prime movie. Do you have one for us? <laughs> I do have one actually. All right, um, let us know. Here it is. It is called. Sorry, I had it teed up here just a minute ago. It is called The Map of Tiny Perfect, Perfect Things. Wow. With a teen, Mark is contently living the same day in an endless loop when his world is turned upside down by the mysterious Margaret. Ah? Uh, uh, okay. I'm sure. I'm curious about it now. There you go. And this is on Amazon. Is that on the will? How, uh, yeah, let me put, get that on the will. How would you classify this movie? Is this a... Uh, is this a rom-com? Uh, it's kind of a rom It sounds like a Groundhog Day type okay. movie. So. All right. Very good. All right. Well, I think uh, we uh, the tradition is we spin the uh, we spin the wheel for the Podman first, right? And then the movie? I always forget. Right. All right. Podman first. All right. Podman first. That's what I need to remember. All right. So let's go ahead and spin the wheel. And it's slowing down to uh, uh, Brian. Good Lord. Does that wheel ever land on Brad or Alex? It does not. Look, I am am sending you my results here as soon as I can. I have to put this in portrait. See, 
the, what what we don't realize is he can spin the wheel before the podcast, make sure it lands on me or you, and then just send the photo of that. Here uh, it is. No, I've I've got a t- well. I uh, also hold on. Let me do this because I took a screen grab of it too. Uh, so I can. It does my screen grab have yes. My screen there, grab does have the time stamp on it. Oh, there right. you go. So right. yeah, this doesn't have a time stamp. Yes, no. Let me send <laughs> this to you. Jesus Christ, the things I got to do around here. This is so close to Alex, though. I feel like uh, it says Brian. <sighs> Loud and clear. All right, so Brian. Uh, and you've had one of these already, correct? Yes. He has. What was yours? Bliss. <laughs> bliss. <laughs> That's right. I forgot bliss. All right. Well, hopefully uh, we'll uh, we'll get you a good one here. And maybe, you know, we've been doing this for, I think we've only been doing it for a month or so. We probably should refresh these a little bit, refresh all of them, because we got things yeah, on I've there. Yeah, I've got a that, few. Yeah. The, there's like a, the, that last uh, Blockbuster documentary is out yes there you go which, no, no, which no. Is a good you don't want to refresh we gotta we gotta go what's what's on the wheel well, there's man. some we things as i'm looking at it some things are no lot like uh little things is already off of hbo max so we will have to refresh a little Maybe well and there's right. some stuff that might be a little more topical for listeners yes so no all right well let's go let, ahead brian go. just step up to the wheel and give it a good spin brian now, now let, let me ask up. what yes so now, now, uh, what's on the wheel? What's on the wheel at this point? So I know what my whammy is. All right. Let me uh, put on my glasses and see. Uh, Earwig and the Witch or something like that on HBO Max. All right. Uh, King of Staten Island on Max. Uh, Little Things, which is no longer on Max. So we can replace that with something else if it loads on that. Uh, vampires... Uh, versus uh, Brooklyn on Netflix. Red uh, Dot. Sounds all right, too. Red Dot on Netflix. I forgot who suggested that. I don't know why that came from. Uh, we Can Be Heroes on Netflix. Again, that's a little bit old. That's a couple of months old, I think, right? Uh, right. Map of Tiny Perfect Things, Chris Claremont's X-Men, and The Lie all on Amazon Prime. So we could refresh all a little bit. All, There's all some good Solid I picks. feel pretty well. We're, we're I, I feel like these are some pretty good. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with this wheel. Okay. There's only, a, there's only a few major pitfalls. Right. So. Yeah. No, not too bad. Again, if we let, we, we do need to refresh uh, HBO Max for little things since that's no longer available. Uh, well, if we right. land on that, we'll figure. We'll find. We'll something. figure it out later. All right, Brian, spin the wheel. No whammy. No whammy. No whammy. Oh, and I, I kind of feel like you may have already watched this. We can be heroes on Netflix. That's the one that's the sequel to uh, Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Yes, right? it is. The I one... have not watched it. Okay. Uh, oh. Well, you're lucky, man. I would, I would like to watch that. I tried to talk the kids into watch it, and they're like, "Hell no." Uh, well, I guess we they'll have to watch it now. Yeah, they should. Be yeah, you got to watch it now. No, really we got I'm sorry. We got to do it for the Podmen. Yep. No, I'm not doing that. It's it's your duty, pod boy. No, I'm not a pod boy. I'm not a pod boy. You can't make this. Not if that's what this means. <laughs> All right. Well, we will look I'm forward. I'm not watching Weekend of Heroes. <sighs> oh, wow. Well, I've I've seen it. 
and you're the key demographic. Yeah, Pod Boy. It's a stop calling me Pod Boy. It's a kids movie. That's all I can say about it. You know, it's it's a fun little well, romp of a kids. I'm movie. looking forward to hearing his uh, review. That'd be yeah, good. I like that. All right, so you have your homework by next week. We can be heroes. And not only his review, but he can, you know, he's got kids in the house, so he can actually, you know, what, what did they think of? Kids in the House is a great movie, too, by the way. Kids in, kids the, in house. the House. Oh, yeah. All right, so you're, you're, uh, you understand your assignment here, Brian? You're awfully quiet. I understand my assignment. Very good. All right, well, we look yeah, happy awkward. about it, but he understands. It's going to be it. awkward when, uh, when it's me watching this movie and I can't get any of the kids to watch it with me. <laughs> watching the kids' movie all by yourself. Boy, they're good. Boy, they're real good. I, 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 that lava girl's grown up real good. She's real good. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's, you know, we're uh, almost an hour into the podcast, and we haven't gotten to the meat of it, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Should we get to that real quick? Let's do it. All right. The Marvel TV Universe uh, continues coming off the grand success. All right, coming off the grand success of one division, we have Falcon and the Winter Soldier, uh, the continuation of uh, uh, Sam and Bucky's uh, reluctant friendship after the passing of Captain America. Um, we've got we had one episode of it so far. Uh, general thoughts. Uh, there were some pacing issues. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it's, it's weird that they're trying to, I feel like between uh, Bucky has enough, we've seen enough of Bucky, we've seen enough of Sam to where we don't have to go in and feel the need to fill in the whole backstory about Sam's nephew's sister and their, and their hardship. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I, I, that took me out of that show so much. I, the first 15 minutes, that action scene was so fantastic. I was like, I was really into this show. I was like, this is this is fantastic. Oh, my God. And then it just, like, came to a screeching halt when they started that stupid damn boat shrimp business or whatever the fuck they were doing. And then they went to the bank, and the mean old banker was just... Oh, you're a mean banker. We ain't giving you money. Uh, come on, I, <laughs> and Bucky's at the therapist and not getting any. Yeah, yeah Bucky's at a therapist. He's hanging out with this old guy. Let's uh, find out that a, he murdered the, his son. He's at, a, uh, he's at a sushi bar. It's like just uh, weird. Not what you expect. It, it's just very <laughs> weird. It's like I don't know why. It's it's almost like the verbatim what happened with One Division. It's like they're they're just dragging their feet in this first episode. I'm like, oh my god, yeah. <laughs> but at least uh, one division, we you were like, what the hell am I watching? You were trying to trying to figure it out. Here, you realize what you're watching. You just may not care so much. That's a that's a good point, Brad. I mean, at least yeah. one division. As much as I didn't, I I, I thought that it was kind of cool what they were doing. It was like, what the fuck are we watching? You know, and it played out as a mystery. You didn't know. This is just like. Ugh. You know, but you don't want to know. It's you like, don't want oh to know. You don't want to see. Uh, yeah, I mean. And so, I, I, go ahead. walking through the episode, right? So it starts with uh, Sam. He's got Cap Shield. You don't know what he's doing with it. You almost feel like maybe he's going to Cap's funeral, right? Mm, right. 
Um, and then they do the whole, then you see the whole action sequence where uh, him <laughs> and uh, what's it's Torres is the, uh, the guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know who that is in the comics. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've got this whole thing, so we can talk about it here in a second. Um, they've got the action sequence, which honestly, I feel like the action sequence may not have, have originally been in the script. And somebody's like, we got to punch this thing up. <laughs> somebody's got to hit somebody. Somebody's got to shoot at someone. It was a great action sequence, though. I mean, but do you I, feel I like it say. didn't really fit in with the rest of the episode? It was like, oh, let's staple this action sequence all to kind of keep everybody's attention. Yeah. To an extent. I, I mean, it, yeah. Um, and then uh, you find out what actually Sam was doing with the shield was he was donating it to the, the Smithsonian, and Sam basically says, you know, the only person uh, who's fit to carry that shield was Steve, right? And so that's that's Sam's mindset, which you can already telegraph what's gonna, you know, where this is gonna end, right? <laughs> um, and then we have the whole shrimp boat, we have the whole bank scene. <laughs> You know, we've got Bucky doing his thing. They never interact with each other, right? And then we come to the end where the news report comes on that uh, the government has now picked the new Captain America. So Sam gave up the shield for it to go into the Smithsonian, and now he's shocked because of the gut punch that they picked the new Captain America and given him the shield. Um, And... But here, I think this bugs me. Is is I, I know what you're going to say because I'm about to say the same thing. But go ahead. It's lazy writing because there's no threat. There was no threat that that meant <clears throat> that they needed a new Captain America. Well, you've that's got, not what I was going to say. But. Okay, <laughs> but you've got the Flag Smashers, right? You've got the Flag Smashers, which is this group that's like you know causing these like uh, attacks and, <laughs> and, and these demonstrations, but. They're not really bad guys, and there's no, like, you know, attack on America that says, hey, we've got to have a new Captain America. They never fleshed any of that stuff out. So I feel like if they had done that and left it where, wait, are they doing this because Sam's, you know, is are they doing it because Sam's black? Or is it because they felt the need to fill in this void? And then you could kind of, like, flirt with that the whole season as to why did they not take Sam? They didn't do any of that. They just said, here's, oh, here's the white here's guy my, that's going to be our new Captain America. Here's my thought. Here's my thought on it. And this is where it kind of makes me kind of, I don't, not, not angry, but I don't like, I don't like the message they're trying to send. I mean, I don't mind the message, but I think they played it wrong. Towards the end, when he sees that they've replaced, they got a new Captain America, you know, he looks all butthurt. And then, you know, the speculation is, oh, because he was black, he didn't get the Captain America role. And right. that would have played out fine, but if you remember in the comic book, in the comic book, the government took the shield from Cap. You know, the the government came in and said, you're going to work for us, or, you know, you got to turn in that shield because that's U.S. property. And, and Captain Steve America said, yeah, he said, fuck it, and he gave the shield back. So, the government forced his hand. This... No one forced Sam's hand. They yeah. should have. That would have made that would have played better well, if they yeah. would have came to Sam and said, you, "That shield does not belong to you. That shield belongs to U.S. government. He didn't have a right to give it to you. So you need to turn that in." Now, if they would have done that, and then at the end it shows a new cap, then yeah, then I would have been like, "Okay, that's kind of, you know, they don't want the black man playing cap." 
but no, he he voluntarily gave up the shield. He said, yeah. you know, and so he didn't want it. So they took it upon themselves to find another cap. It, to me, it just plays differently. But, they should yeah, have I, done I it. The government. We're, both, we're talking about the exact same issue from a different in, from different angles, right? And we're kind of getting to the same meat of it. Right. The whole for me, the I, I get okay. Sam, you know, Sam doesn't feel he could live up to caps. You know. Right, and, and I so get that. Yeah. And, and and I think they're kind of because it was going to the Smithsonian, right? That was why he gave it up. Uh, and I and, get that. Yeah, right. It would be better. So so if you do the Smithsonian piece and then go, oh, there's been this terrorist threat. We need a new cap. And then it's like just weird. Well, why didn't they pick Sam? Right. And then you could even kind of pepper it <laughs> with, well, you know, no, it was racially motivated that they didn't pick Sam. Like kind of pepper it and let that go throughout the whole season, right? Um, yeah, they could have done it like that. Or your way, they take the shield from him and give it to John uh, Johnny Walker, and then they still pepper it throughout the season of why did they do it? And then you still find out there's a racial motivation behind it. Like, yeah, the, I, but I think that's the way they should have done it. That would have played much better. I think either way would have been fine, and it's almost like you can go and say, you know. Well, was it racially motivated? Wasn't it? And then and right. kind of draw that whole thing out either way. This way, it's basically like they just fooled Sam into giving him the shield back because they, they were just going to pick a white guy. I mean, that's that's well, the, really the way this played out, where they could have well, like, taken this over several episodes. I see. I don't think I don't think they the way it plays out. I know they're going to insinuate that's why they did it. But in my regards, he gave up the shield. So I think if he would have taken it. And said, "I'm the new Captain America." I don't think anybody would have said anything because you know whatever. But he gave up the shield. Now the reason they haven't said, of course, why they picked the new Captain America. But what I think we're going to get into it isn't, is it isn't his jawline. I'll tell you that. <laughs> no, I think the reason they're picking a new Captain America is you know we've just come out of the blip. You know, it's six months later, and. The world needs a, a, a Captain America. The 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 we need a, a, a symbol of hope, and that's what he was before. And so they want someone to carry that on. And they didn't ask the Falcon, but probably because he gave up the shield. He said, "Here, you know, I don't, I don't think." And see, he didn't I think feel that like he makes for a weaker story. I think the other way is more interesting. What's Either of that? the other two ways, uh, what I said or what you said. Either one of those is more interesting because you can oh, draw yeah, it out. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, draw absolutely it out it and, and, and have more, more like, context to the story. And, and, and honestly, <laughs> you know, uh, well, was it racial or was it not racial? And yeah, clearly at the I, end, I, I think it'll – yeah. I would have loved to have seen, you know, Sam be using the shield and then, you know, someone from the government come to him and say, you know, hey, that's our shield and you got – he had no right and pulled the shield from him. And then at the end, him see that. So then it was like, oh, well, wait a minute. Why couldn't I? They just, it was just weird, oddly it's written. Weird. I, it was yeah, weird. Yeah, it really yeah. is. And you're right. The pacing was very off. I mean, and it's I, like I found myself bored at the end. They felt the need to step away from all that to give us, you know, 17 minutes of backstory and trying to you know shoe in all these uh, these uh, these characters in Sam's life that I, yeah who the fuck cares about all these people you know the, the whole time he was in the bank 
If he was in the bank, all I could think about was Peter Parker, Aunt May, with John oh, Hill and Spider Man yeah. Two. You know, I was like, oh my god! But nothing just, happened, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, exactly. At least Doc Ock attacked them at the, right. you know, in the movie. This nothing happened. They just was like, oh, well. And, you know that whole, you know, with the bank guy was like, oh, can I get a selfie with you? <laughs> Stupid. I mean, oh god, it was. But it was funny. The bank guy recognizes the Falcon, but nobody recognized Bucky in the bar. You know, well, the Winter let Soldier. Let me ask you this: Sam's not making any money. Well, why the hell did he go on that mission? Are they? Is the government not paying him as a contractor to cut? Yeah, go that's a up? good point too. Right? I, yeah, I didn't think about that. You're right. That, that's why I, I felt there was a lot of disconnect. So maybe we'll learn that the you know things are being told out of sequence, you know, of chrono chronological sequence or something. Because I thought that, I'm like, okay, so he's working with he's with the government or he's still an Avenger and he's working or whatever. And then it finds out, no, nah, he's just kind of, yeah, so just farting around, farting around at the old neighborhood sort of. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well. I mean, I, that makes no sense. Yeah. I mean, he yeah, does well, all this field work and mission and they don't get paid for it. I mean, uh, that's, uh, God. It's weird. Yeah, it's, that, it's, it's it, all weird. I I don't get it. To me, it was weird, and it was, uh, like, politically, it just, I don't know. I, I don't like, I didn't like it. I just did, did not like it. All right. It. It we'll, have to, we'll have to see what uh, this new episode brings to us and see if that uh, now, does anything. Do we want to talk about Joaquin Torres? Yeah, go ahead. Sure. If it's interesting. All right. Uh, it's, it's a, if, if he's it's an interesting character from the, the TV show, then sure, we should talk about him. Possibly interesting for the wrong reasons, though. So, uh, Joaquin Torres was the guy that was buddying around with Sam during the mission and the guy that uh, was investigating the Flag Smashers, right? Um, and the guy that got knocked out when he when they saw him filming him. So, uh, and apparently, uh, Joaquin Torres is a character from the very recent Marvel uh, comics, after Sam became Captain America, um, <laughs> Joaquin uh, uh, is here's his backstory. It's revealed in the series that Joaquin was kidnapped by the Sons of the Serpent, who were taking immigrants from the border to be experimented on. Joaquin was one of those unlucky few. The nefarious Carl Malice had been using the team to try and make Falcon-Human hybrids and had some success using Red Wing's DNA. Wow. Uh, which Red Wing is Falcon's bird in the comics. It's, you know, in the comics, it's a bird. In the movies, it's, a, it's that little uh, drone. Uh, but in a twist, in a twist, Red Wing's avian vampirism, which did Red Wing, is Red Wing uh, an avian vampire? I guess it is. What? I yeah, Red Wing's avian vampirism, uh, meant Joaquin couldn't revert back to his human form. That left Joaquin as a true Falcon, becoming partners with Sam Wilson's Captain America. Okay, so we may get some sort of variation of that, right? Yeah. It sounds ridiculous because it is. There were many problems with this series, morally, politically, and narratively. But introducing a new Mexican hero, Mexican hero was not one of them. That's <laughs> that, the, uh, that was the failure. That's the failure. So apparently Red Wing is an avian vampire, whatever the hell that means. And the fact that he's, that he's a bird vampire, it messed with the DNA sequencing when they tried to splice it with uh, with Joaquin Torres. 
So, so the most that uh, we could hope for here is that if Sam becomes Captain America, he'll give his his flight shoot to uh, his little buddy there, and he can become the Falcon, and, and that can kind of be the end of that story. It, he doesn't have to go through any uh, uh, human Falcon hybridization or anything like that. We can hope so, no, but it is weird because uh, I mean, uh, Bucky or uh, uh, Sam Cap still uses the wings. Oh, that's so good. yeah, there you go. Yeah, so it'd be weird if they were both. But I guess they also the color palette they picked for uh, the Joaquin Torres Falcon was green and brown. Yeah, well, well, so not, choice, not yeah. really uh, inspired. Yeah, but but you know what I liked about that is because that was the Falcon's original colors in the comic book. Uh, I guess you're right. Yeah. So it was kind of like the start. You know, it was starting over with the Falcon again. So. So I, I'm going to assume that he's going to probably be graduate. He'll get the wings or something. Maybe. See, I don't think so. We've already seen a toy um, uh, images of uh, Sam in the uh, Cap Falcon costume with the shield. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that'd be kind of cool. Oh. Well, you know, there's talk that they're going to kill off Bucky. They're killing off Winter Soldier. I hope that's not true, but. They may just I doubt it. Why don't, what, what, kill him off what out of boredom. What purpose would that serve to kill him? Why not? Yeah, to me, that what was, served no purpose. Uh, what, but what was the, if you read that, what was their reasoning? Oh, I, I can't remember just, to be honest. Just water cooler talk again. Yeah. yeah. It was probably some theory, kind of like Mephisto. I think he's a <laughs> It could be. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm hoping that uh, the episodes get shorter and more interesting, or else I don't know if I'll stick with it for the eight episodes or whatever it is. Oh, I'll, I'll definitely stick with it, but and I, and I don't want them to be shorter, to be honest with you. I just want them to be more interesting. I mean, I, you know, I want them to be like that first 15 minutes, you know, just action. I don't, I don't want to hear everybody's goddamn problems. Jesus I don't want to talk about bank problems. loans. Yeah, I don't talk about bank loans. Like I said, at least in Spider-Man 2, you know, Doc Ock attacked them. Yeah, Even if they didn't get, get the her, toaster. Yeah, and May didn't get her From toaster, Joel but, McHale. you know. Yeah, this was just fucking stupid. So. All right, well, there you go. There, there's your tagline for the Falcon and Winter Soldier first episode. This is just fucking stupid. Just. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Disney. All right. Well, again, we'll we'll wait and see. Wait and see what happens with it. And I could be wrong. You know, I didn't like WandaVision when it first came out. It was kind of boring. So, you know, maybe uh, maybe it'll do a turnaround. I'm looking I, forward to it if it is. Again, I, mean, sure will. I think Loki, I mean, is, uh, Loki will come out of the gate with uh, some interesting stuff Swinging. more so than this. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Did, uh, did you guys read the article that I sent you about no. uh, fan theories? No, oh, we were, we were hoping you could just verbally explain it to us. I will verbally explain it to you. So there's a uh, posted an article. Uh, we can we can link it to our uh, our uh, Twitter account, right? Um, but it's uh, 17 fan theories, fan theories that will absolutely blow your mind with their devastating logic. There's a few in here I'll skip over. There's uh, some office ones, some Disney ones. Uh, I thought the, but there was a few that were, I thought were pretty intriguing that, for stuff that we, we watch. So here's one. Um, each episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia starts with a date and time because they're all testifying against each other in court. 
So where it says 12 p.m. on a Thursday in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, it's because it's court documents. Okay. That's, That's pretty good. Kind of okay. All right. All right. All right. Uh, there is uh, Admiral Ozil is act was actually in Star Wars Episode Five was uh, the Empire Strikes Back was actually a rebel spy because uh, the incompetent decisions he decisions he continues to make uh, he tries to dismiss the probe droids findings um, when he discovers the rebel uh, the uh, rebel seal generator and um, he orders the fleet out of hyperspace too quickly giving the rebels plenty of time to activate the aforementioned shield generator. So that he, the, the argument is that he was screwing up in order to protect the rebels, and at the beginning of Empire Strikes Back. Uh, thoughts? Do you guys remember the character I don't, enough? I don't remember, I don't that, remember that at all. Might be something interesting the next time you watch it. Okay. This one I liked a lot. This one I liked a lot. So uh, James Bond's primary purpose is to be a, a distraction and keep attention off the spies. Who actually spy? <laughs> <That's pretty funny. laughs> I right? like that actually. So, so the idea is, let's say you've got a uh, uh, somebody that's infiltrated Spectre, and you've got your spy in there, and and he's only he can only make it so far, you know, with the intel. He kind of stalls out on the intel. You send Bond in there to stir up a bunch of shit and blow things up, so that maybe in the disarray that that spy either gets further ingratiated. Uh, to the organization, or maybe uncover some additional information. I would actually like to see that as a movie. That's He's cool, on, right? I'll, yeah, it is cool. I've, I've often wondered why James Bond always gives his name. James right. Bond. That's, what, that's what it says. A fake name. Villains and other spies <laughs> know him because he rarely takes an alias. He makes his presence known early on and keeps messing up operations for the villains, but other spies have already infiltrated their ranks and, and continue their work while Bond does such visible damage, as, as much visible damage as possible, to keep the others safe. I thought that was a really cool, uh, really cool spin. Yeah, that is pretty funny. I like that. Um, the real world in the Matrix movies is just another layer of the Matrix designed specifically to appeal to people unwilling to conform to the standardized Matrix. <laughs> okay, that's nice. okay. That's deep. And so it's like Inception. Right, so you woke up from the the one dream, but we just you're just in another layer of the same dream, but one that your mind would more easily accept. Um, oh, Brad, okay. this one's for you. This one's for you. Uh, in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Joyce's aneurysm occurred indirectly because of Dawn. Yeah, introduction of a bratty kid causes everybody to hemorrhage. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. So, uh, not through magic or anything directly supernatural, but Dawn, but, uh, when Dawn was, was created, right? Because right. she was created out of, you know, right. um, uh, Buffy's mother, uh, and therefore, uh, was, she was created out of nothing. And so Buffy's mother, therefore, she would have to, uh, she would have the most artificial created memories, conception, pregnancy, life, thoughts, ah, fears, okay. et cetera. Okay. This caused so much real physical damage to her brain overnight that it created medical problems and killed her. Oh, okay. I like that. Good thought. All right. Um, let's see. Oh, the other one, and this one just kind of, uh, it's The Office. But uh, <laughs> I had forgotten Andy's parents showed up in season four. And then later yeah, on you right. had, uh, uh, you had Stephen Collins yeah. show up yeah. as different people. 
Uh, it's uh, when Andy proposed to Angela, the people playing his parents are different actors because they're literally actors. As in, he hired them yeah. to pose as his perfect parents because his own parents couldn't be bothered to come. I like that. I like that. Like that that yeah. makes sense, actually. Yeah. I mean, the, yeah, that fits. The, the people in season eight's episode of The Garden Party are his real parents who clearly are dicks. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah that makes sense. Yeah, uh, yeah that's good. All right. Yeah, I, uh, there's a couple other ones in here, but those seem to be the ones that uh, that really kind of hit it out of the park for me. Nice, nice, so. very nice. Voice. All right, we 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 do have a couple of retro reviews. You want to run through? The, uh, mine's not necessarily a review, but Podman Ron, do you uh, have a retro review you want to talk about? Yeah, you know, you know, the and, last uh, one of the last things I said that I was watching was uh, uh, a comic book. Yeah. Yeah, so, and, uh, and before decided, you get to that, yeah, go ahead. No, I'm just, I'm just saying that's, uh, I've been enjoying that. And Kevin Smith, of course, is on it. And I was never a huge fan of Kevin Smith. I didn't dislike him. I just, you know, and we, we all went to all the stuff back in the nineties, you know, chasing Amy dogma. We went and seen all those movies and, you know, for the most part, we, I guess we enjoyed them. I can't really remember, but, uh, <laughs> so I've got kind of going back on this, uh, Kevin Smith retro uh, and uh, decided to watch uh, Jay and Silent Bob the reboot, which came out like a uh, 2019, 2020, 2019. Um, and actually, it's stupid. I right? it is, it is dumb. But there's some pretty funny things in it. I mean, I, I don't think it's it's supposed to be stupid for one thing. And uh, it was real. It was kind of like a, a look back at all those old movies. I mean you know, from the nineties. And, uh, I don't know. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. And, uh, I would definitely recommend if anybody, wow, was, okay. uh, you know, grew up in the nineties or watch those movies in the nineties and, uh, go back and watch this. And, uh, it's, it, it's kind of a, uh, as, as, uh, pod man, Alex would put it, it was a fun romp, a fun little romp. And this <laughs> so, is the one yeah, with, uh, his daughter takes uh, a starring role. Yeah, this is one where okay. uh, Harley Quinn Smith takes a star role, and she's, I thought she did pretty good. Admiral you know, but, okay. Yeah, I, I, you know, it, like I said, it's not, you know, Oscar material, you know, and but it's got some humorous things in it. So it's no justice, I, you, know, you know, I got to give it to Kevin Smith. You know, the more I've looked, you know, watched some of his stuff that, you know, basically, he was just a guy who liked to make movies, and he got all his buddies together, and, you know, he has continued to uh, support his friends, and they all still, you know, hang together and make this kind of stuff. So, it's kind of like a, a more successful kind of like us, the fun, more successful yeah. us, you know? Uh, that's why you like so, it, I think. It's a soft spot. I do, you know, and I'm, I'm going to go back and retro-review all these uh, old Kevin Smith movies and see... See what it was. See, what, that see how it was like. People liked. Yeah, right. I would like so, to. Uh, I would like to go back and look at Dogma. I think um, I, I have watched Chasing Amy again fairly recently, uh, right. and while I don't know if it holds up or not, it does. It's a little bit like watching Seinfeld. Uh, to where I hope like, it holds up. I hope it holds up better than she did. But I'm bummed. She's in this movie. Sorry, I couldn't reach the uh, drum roll. Um, yeah. The uh, yeah, she Joey Lawrence Adams. Um, yeah, yeah. 
Lauren Adams. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Uh, yeah, a little bit like Seinfeld in the sense that like, oh, my God, yeah, this happened in the 90s. And then you just you look at the way people dressed or talk or the music or whatever, and you're just like, ugh, the 90s. Horrible, horrible time, <laughs> horrible decade, uh, but enjoyable. So, uh, again, Chasing Amy was, was okay, but uh, you look back on it, and it definitely has that stamp of the 90s on it. So well, this is interesting what's to up- do that. Yeah, well, what's so funny about this movie is like, you know, Chasing Amy is in this movie. I mean, she plays, she plays Amy and, you know, Ben Affleck is in this movie and he plays the dickhead that he was in Chasing Amy. So, uh, I mean, it's, it's really, it's really a good movie. I mean, it's, it's enjoyable if you like all those movies or even, even if you just saw those movies, you don't, you don't right. have to like those movies. If you just saw those movies, it's kind of a neat to, to go back and, and watch this. So, I mean, well, I but, would recommend it just for that. You know, play it all in the background, but, you know. And, play it on the background. And, uh, yeah. And well, let us know how you uh, feel about mall rats when you get to mall rats. Yeah, mall, you know, I want to see all those again. I, I want to just go back and, and watch them all. So that's right. uh, that's my plan. So I, I out of a, uh, I would give uh, a four. I would give a solid four. Wow, to, look uh, at that. Three are, yeah, we're on a roll with fours tonight. Alex is Alex will be rolling in his uh, his uh, play slash date or whatever he's in if he knew how many fours we were giving away here and not giving them away to, to Zack Snyder. Um, uh, Brian, your thoughts on Kevin Smith movies? Are they old and tired out, tired playing it, and you're just like, oh, great, another one? Or uh, do you look at him as, yeah, he's having fun with his buddies? Let him have his fun. Yeah, I mean, I look at him as he's having fun with his buddies, but at the same time, they they're the pendulum swings wildly, right? You know, I think Mallrats is is the most uh, where it stays on track the most throughout the whole movie, right? It, uh, but yeah, it kind of swings between uh, nonsense to okay, that was a pretty funny gag to okay, now we're just getting now it's just you know, gross yeah. out humor. Now that, we're at Tusk humor. It, tusk, uh, now we're at Tusk humor or yeah, or we're in a donkey show. Yeah. You know, in Mexico. So, and yeah. I guess, you know, I guess a lot of it, I mean, especially with mall rats and, you know, dogma and chasing Amy for me and, you know, was with you guys back in the nineties and, that was a movie night. We we would all get together and we'd go see these stupid movies. I mean, that, date night these, with the fun These man. movies, yeah. well, I mean, these movies encompass what the nineties were for. You know, that's what we a did. lot and of bad films. Really, I mean, but but it's not only that. Like Mallrats, there was a lot of there was a. This was when before comic books became oh, yeah, yeah. so mainstream. So it was kind of cool to see. Oh my gosh, they're into comic books. Oh my god, you know, I mean Stanley. That was on yeah, it was kind of neat. Chasing Amy, it was you know, he was an inker and yeah, it was kind of funny. A tracer. I mean, it was that kind of stuff that you don't you didn't get back then normally. So he he catered to his audience, which were geese, and that's what made him popular and that's why why he's still popular today, you know, that he, he he is uh, he's the mouthpiece for the the geekdom for back then, you know, and he's it still is. He continues to strive. I mean, uh, Kevin Smith is one of those guys. I think that would be he's always uh, he's not full of himself. He's just he will he just seems like a genuinely 
just a nerd and he just likes what he likes. And, you know, if you're his buddy, you'll always be his buddy. And, you know, if he likes this, you know, he's going to love it. So, uh, you know, I, I don't know. It just brings back good memories, I guess. All right, that's good enough. Good enough to give it a four, oh. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Brad, can I mention something real quick? Yes. Uh, just a, uh, uh, so I'm watching back through Barry and we've discussed Barry. Barry's excellent. It's a great show. <laughs> Uh, but we got to episodes five of season two. Do you uh-huh. remember episode five? Yes, that, that's what I was. I, I think I said it was episode one, but it was episode five. Ronnie. It was episode Ron five. and Lily or Ronnie and Lily. Uh, Ron, Ronnie, Ronnie and Lila, uh, Lila. Lila. I think that's what okay, it is. Yeah. yeah, Ronnie and Lila. Yeah, fantastic. Holy shit. I, I <laughs> that's probably like, the best. Yeah. That's probably the best 30 minutes of television in the past five years. Yeah. It's, so what is Barry on? I know I've asked y'all this stuff. It's HBO Max. Okay. But this, but season two, episode five was directed by Bill Hader. And <laughs> holy crap, it is so amazing. So yeah, I, I sold my son. We, we watched. I, so I watched it after you said, you said Barry. And I'm like, yeah, I kind of watched it, but I didn't really. So let me give it a, so I gave it another try and loved it so much that I got my, 14 year olds so i'm like we got to watch this together you got to watch it just for this one episode and you you can't watch this episode by itself we got to watch it from the beginning so we rewatched it yeah. just to get to that episode it builds that episode oh my god it, i can't believe that episode alone didn't win an emmy yeah it's so unbelievable yeah hey, let me so. ask you this and i know i probably asked you is it 30 minute episodes yeah yeah like yeah like 30 35 okay cool Right. Again, that's why I'm I'm totally into these 30 minute shows that don't waste a second. And Barry was kind of like, I mean, there are some episodes that are better than others, like this season two, episode five. But they're all pretty much they all move things along. They move the the larger storyline along, and it does have this larger storyline that it follows from you know season one all throughout season two. And I honestly feel like we're only going to get like one more season of Barry. Well, they they said that uh, three and four have been written, and they just oh, okay. I think they just started uh, filming season three like uh, a month ago or something like that. So we'll we'll see if it happens or not. But yeah, it's totally totally worth the investment. Yeah, absolutely. Like like it's worth the you know because I guess season one's eight episodes, season two's eight episodes. So it's worth uh, thirteen thirty minute segments yeah. just to get. To this episode five, <laughs> right? It is so fantastic. So, I, I, I episode five of what? Of, of, of season, season one, two, two. of season two. Okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, you're you're going to enjoy the ride. Yeah. But when yeah. you get to this, when you get to this episode, it's it takes everything to uh, uh, up to a million. It dials it all up. It it's so it's so good. It's so good. All right. Brad, what are you watching? You have a retro review? uh, My retro review to something else that's so good, and uh, Beverly Hills Cop. Oh. As we're uh, coming off the the high of coming to America. uh, No, I saw uh, Beverly Hills Cop popped up on HBO, so I'm like, yeah, I'll give that a shot. I haven't seen that in a long time. Uh, I haven't ventured into two or three yet, but uh, I'm not sure I will. Uh, but no, I, you know, looking back at Beverly Hills Cop, uh, Eddie Murphy was kind of a pretty good actor, actually. You know, this was, I think it was his first really big uh, movie that he was carrying by himself. 
and introduced a lot of great character actors, Judge Reinhold, um, and uh, you know, uh, fantastic music from the eighties. You know, talking about the uh, uh, Kevin Smith movies reminding you of the nineties. This was pure eighties, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. With. Yeah. Uh, 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 Lisa Eichenberg or Eichberg uh, with the uh, big hair and everything. Eddie Murphy with his his uh, uh, t-shirt walking around Beverly Hills. Other people dressed up like Michael Jackson and stuff like that. Uh, and the the music and much less the the Axel F theme song uh, that played almost as many times as the Wonder Woman theme song in Zack Snyder's Justice League. Every time Eddie Murphy was on screen, it started playing. One of my favorite things about, and if you'll watch this, it's so hilarious. If you, Beverly Hills Cop, when he goes and confronts Victor Maitland, God only knows why I remember that. that in the, good. he's in the eating lunch. Yeah. He, he and the guy recently who just died. Um, no, it's not the guy that just died. The guy who plays in um, Breaking Bad and uh, right. Better Call Saul. Yeah, that guy. John Carlo Esposito. No, is that is that him? No, no, no. It's the the guy, the old guy in Breaking Bad. The hitman oh, the hitman. Yeah, he stands up to confront Eddie Murphy. Right. And Eddie Murphy throws him on the, the bar. But if you see that scene, Eddie Murphy turns into a seven foot, 300 pound black guy that right. throws this guy. Right. It, it, it's, the, the, it's the most poorly edited thing ever. I mean, the guy even has this like big bushy mustache. I mean, he's completely different. It's like Eddie Murphy turned into a hole. The Harlow. Club. It is the, it is the worst. Editing job ever. Wow. I, I did mean, not notice it, that. Just, I will have to check it out. Oh, you got to go back and watch that, dude. It is so funny. It's just it's it's that scene where he just picks him up and he throws him on the table. The guy who's throwing him on the table is definitely not Eddie Murphy. <laughs> it was so funny to Again, look at. This, this was his big shot at stardom. He could not do his own stunts. I mean, come on. No, he couldn't. So, it, but that's what you know. One of the things that reminds me of. Beverly Hills Cop was that scene. That's, that's but, what you remember from it. Well, you should you should go yeah. back and revisit the '80s while you're back in the '90s as well, and look at. I it. should. I should. I've watched Beverly Hills Cop so many times that you know, it's number three just did not hold up. That was. I don't remember anything from two or three. I uh, yeah, know one two of them. Was he's pretty good. A, two was pretty good. Two was decent. Right? Be, two was decent because it still had Taggart and uh, yeah. Billy. Yeah. Um, but when three came along, Taggart wasn't in it, and it was just Billy, and he what? It, it was just so bad I and don't so remember dumb. That one at all? Yeah. So yeah, maybe I'll movie. just I'll just leave. That's it the one with the, the first one. George Lucas cameo is in three. Hey, yeah, uh, and that was that was they were doing a spoof on Disney World. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hey, Brad, my wife just texted me this. So while we were talking. Hey, Ike, you shitbird. You want a little pie? Nice. Pie? Hey, uh, hey Ike, you shitbird. You want a little pie? What is that? Uh, that's a, a scene from the movie yeah. uh, Swim uh, Swim Coaches. What's the name of the movie? Swim Coaches. Or something yeah, like by that. Yeah, 
Yeah. Swim Instructors. Swim, Swim instructors, instructors by Jay, he goes, directed by Jay Roach. He goes, the line, the line in scene four. You say, hey, we're just a bunch of swim instructors. <laughs> That's the title of the movie. They can't cut that. Again, you have to be there, Podman Ron. You go, you, you should, you I owe it to love. yourself. Yeah, you owe it to yourself. You'll, you'll enjoy it. Scene two, you shit in a pie. <laughs> scene three. You got to put a little, what do you say, put a little mustard on it or something like that. Pie. Put a little mustard on it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's got all your Fonzies, uh, Fonzies in it. I mean, you can't go wrong with uh, with him, right? A little Henry Winkler. Henry Winkler, yeah. Well, Steven I will have Root. to check this out. This will Steven be uh, fantastic in it. This will be my, my uh, that's my new show I'm going to watch. All right, very After good. S- we've we've converted since, them. Since Sons of Anarchy is getting really risque, last night I was watching it with my mom, and uh, there was these two guys fucking in jail. Uh. I'm like, this is awkward. How am I supposed to explain and, this? I'm like, oh, God, Mom. She's just like, well, what are they doing? Well, they fucking... Hey fucking mom. Well, Barry is <laughs> relatively prison. clean fine. No no uh clean fine. No, no male fucking in the prison. No, no male male, female male, female female. It's no all, female. None of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's all pretty there hasn't clean. Been any nudity in it? I mean it's uh But a lot of blood. A lot of blood, lot of blood. and violence and cussing. But uh hey, my kid sees that all the time, so I'm not afraid of that. Uh, all right. So what? What else? I mean, I think that uh, we do have a little bit of breaking news, Brad. Oh, breaking news! What is it? The first three episodes of uh, Robert Kirkman's Invincible have dropped on Amazon Prime. I thought oh, that really? wasn't happening until next week. Or no, I heard it was this week. Apparently, the first three episodes are out now. All right. Well, maybe we'll, we'll have to review that. that next week. So, guys, you are better at this than me. What's the rundown of what's coming out? Is King Kong coming out, like, next week? or? Yeah, King Kong's next week, and then Mortal Kombat's April 16th. Okay. Um, I'm kind of looking forward to King Kong, to be honest with you. King well, Kong, uh, everybody, like, <laughs> we're talking about, uh, there's a lot of good buzz about Mortal Kombat. I mean, apparently the first 13 minutes are just absolutely nuts. And um, they, the goal, the director said, like, the goal was to, to make it as violent and over the top as possible without getting an NC-17 rating. So. Well, I, here's another movie that I'd like to go see uh, this weekend is the no, Mr. Nobody or Nobody or whatever it's oh, called yeah. with uh, Bob Odenkirk. Yeah. Um, it looks pretty good. It looks like John, it's a little John Wickish, but, you know. I'm just desperate to go see a movie. I just want to go to a theater. We can tell, yeah. I do, man. I am. I am. I am. I am. I have withdrawals. Wow. Well, you know what? Maybe you can try to quell those withdrawals. Next next week, we do have Godzilla versus Kong, like we talked about. We got Invincible. Uh, since we've got this, uh, you know, computer-generated and, uh, quote-unquote, hand-drawn animation stuff, uh, why don't you come to the table with some of your favorite uh, animated movies or TV shows, Podman Ron? What now? Uh, come to uh, next week. Be prepared to talk about some of your favorite animated movies or TV shows. We'll have an animation spectacular next week. All right. 
Well, so that'll, that'll, that'll give you me. something to, to work for uh, if you watch. Y'all won't like anything I like because well, you watch all the weird stuff. I was I was going to mention something to you. Um, Toy Galaxy is a uh, YouTube channel, and he does reviews. It's, it's a really good channel. He does reviews about toys and TV shows and that sort of thing. And I'll and I'll send this to you guys here in a minute. But he's do it. He does. Uh, it's like a short. Almost like a short documentary. They're like, you know, 8, 12, 15 minutes. We'll kind of do a deep dive into a, into a property. And this week's is the story of Star Blazers. Oh, wow. Oh, I love Star Blazers. Yeah. Oh, there you so, go. Uh, and I'm wondering if Star Blazers is streaming anywhere. Um, yeah, I don't know. Now that, uh, now that uh, I say that. You know, I'll I was in high school when I discovered Star Blazers, and I would watch it every morning. And that show was fantastic. I mean, uh, that's and I, they made a live action movie, but apparently it just didn't go nowhere. It sucked. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, don't know what happened. They released it in Japan, but it never nothing ever came up here with it. So, well, there you go. Yeah, and I kind of wish oh. they would have because I mean that was a. That was a cool, cool concept, cool show. I love the ship. You know, they're making the the battleship, the fucking spaceship. That was great. Yeah, Star Blazers are great. And then yeah, and then you got um, what Gotcha Man? Oh, uh, Battle of the Planets was yep. good too. Yeah, but yeah. I think Star Blazers is better than Battle of the Planets. So yeah, I for some I certainly remember uh, both of them, but I don't really remember. I know that. Star Blazers had a, a plot <laughs> yeah. more than uh, well, it was an ongoing. It, was, it seemed like it did, but yeah, yeah. It was uh, Star Blazers was uh, what do you call it serialized. I yeah. mean, it was week to week. You know, they had a you know a beginning and an ending. I mean, the the show came to an end. <laughs> the season did, and it had an ending to the story. So, I mean, it was God. It was such a good show. You know, Robotech was really good too. Brad, did you ever watch? I think it was the third series of Robotech. Probably they not. Were, probably uh, not. Uh, okay, but yeah, it was it was interesting because they weren't in jets at all. They had like motorcycles and stuff that turned into power armor. Huh. But it was, uh, yeah, it was it was almost like the um, the A team kind of a story. They were like traveling across the country. So yeah, you know what? Uh, I, I wish know. I would watch again. I know this is not anime, but I don't know why it reminded me is the Space Giants. Oh, well, Space Giants. You can find that on YouTube. You can find some episodes on YouTube of Space Giants. Goldar Silvar. Crunchyroll a part of HBO Max? Uh, they sold it off to, I want to say they sold it, Crunchyroll off completely to Sony uh, last year. Okay, because Star Blazers was on Crunchyroll. Ah, gotcha. Crap. Yeah, sorry. Oh well. Well, there you go. So, so again, next week we'll have Invincible. We'll have Godzilla versus Kong, which I'm kind of throwing into somewhat of an animated <laughs> CGI animation fest. Uh, for our what you're looking at, bring a bring a couple of uh, TV shows and movies, uh, animation stuff that uh, old stuff from your childhood, or maybe some recent stuff. Maybe pick something that we haven't heard about or haven't heard about in a while, uh, such as. Uh, Star Blazers or something. We can talk about those. Excellent. I'm going to send you guys this thing, and uh, feel free to check out more of the Toy Galaxy stuff because there's some really good. Yeah, you know, it is. It's like a 10 minute documentary. Um, they're but they're they're addictive. They're they're really good to watch. So, but I'll send this to you guys as well, and we can post it to our uh, to our feed. 
All right. Sounds there good. There we go. Perfect. Like it. And everybody, well, hit the subscribe button. Yeah. Always subscribe hit that subscribe button. button. You know, let's get some numbers here. Let's get some numbers up. Yeah, I got a friend of mine, and I I don't want to give his name out, but I got a friend of mine who has started metal detecting, and he made a Instagram. I'm serious, guys. He made an Instagram account for metal detecting, and he's got 2,700 followers. (laughs) 2,700 followers. Well, that's what happens when you have something interesting. Something really to offer people. They want it. You, I'm not sure you, anybody you wants to find it. You want to find interesting? I'll let you watch this video. I mean, I mean, it's, I mean, it's cool, but I mean, got 2,700 people that watch this. Well, what is it? Well, he had having a eight, subscriber doesn't mean that people are watching it. He had 8,000 hits on one of his videos. 8,000 hits on a, him digging up some coin out of a yard. All right, we What's have. We have 34 followers. I'll have you know. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's it. How many of those 34. are bots? Uh, no. Well, oh, one is you. One is Alex. One is me. <laughs> okay, one is Brian. So let's take there let's we go. go that down to 30. 29. Uh, yeah. Most of the others are. There's a couple of people from my work on there that are. I think are pity follows, uh, and the rest <laughs> of them. Uh, Podman Ron's wife is following us. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. And then there's a couple of uh, a couple of suspicious things. The someone in uh, Arabic, it looks like, is following us. Uh, so yeah, so we 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 need more followers. I think is the moral of the story. Uh, well, I think what it sounds like we need is metal detectors. It would be. It would be yeah. All. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, if y'all would, you know, let's kind of people that listen get the word out. You know, I recommend us. We're not that are terrible. You, are, to listen when, to. are you are you talking to Brian and I saying that if you would try to get more people to watch? No, no, I'm talking to whoever's out there listening right to now. Oh, okay, okay, to our one listener out there. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, you know, uh, at this point, I'm okay with the if the bots start recommending other bots. <laughs> that's exactly what we have. If you go to our our Instagram page, I think that's exactly what we have. But we're lucky when we have bots recommending us to other bots. No, we're in trouble when the bots start dropping us. Yeah, we're gonna have to. <laughs> Not worth it. That's enough of this shit. <laughs> They were really in trouble. All right. Well, maybe, you know what? Maybe, so we've got our animation show next week. Maybe the week after that, Podman Ron, maybe you can bring to the table uh, some concrete things we can do to improve our uh, our, uh, our subscriber rate out there. I will work on it. You know what? You're the idea man. I mean, I, I am the idea man. People who've been listening for years know that Podman Ron's the idea man, not the... I- not the activation man. He doesn't actually no, do no, the work. I don't. I I take no initiative to do it. No. I just tell y'all what to do. Exactly. Know? So give us some. Give, give us some the ideas. Give us some. I think you probably just need a slogan. Podman Ron, the Podman. It's not too bad. That's that's the slogan. It's not too bad. Yeah, it's not. Give it a listen. Give us. What else you gonna do? Something. And this is just off the. 
off the wall here. Wow, okay. Does Drew Barrymore have something like, did she have a stroke or something? Because she always talks out the side of her mouth. She's always talked like that. She may have that's had a stroke, really, but that's yeah. Because she, isn't it because she had a lisp and that kind of helps her? I think that's like, correct. Tone down the lisp? Yeah, even as okay. a kid, I think she she kind of did that, yeah. Yeah, well, and when okay. she was at AT, she had a heavy lisp. And then when you got to like Firestarter and stuff, I think that was like a speech coach taught her to do that so that, she, uh, so that it would tone down the lisp. And gotcha. working I, with George I mean, C. Like Scott didn't help Isn't it weird that lisp sounds like that? Yeah, why like couldn't the they have made it something sounds, else? Yeah. Yeah, sounds like Lisp sounds like exactly like what it is. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I, I mean, I like Drew Barrymore. I think no, cool, of course not. Yeah, we I love just her. noticed that. I noticed that. She, I think the older she gets, it's more prominent. Maybe she may have had a stroke, though. To your to your point, it has. All right. Well, as we wrap up this week's uh, edition of the, we wrap, as we dwindle down, to, we dwindle down to does Drew Barrymore had a stroke? Until next time. Save it for the podcast.